1: 932 1749 That's
2: 800-932-1749. And good afternoon and welcome to Picks and Parlays Radio. Here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is just my name, Chelsea Messenger. Also check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube. We are streaming the show live if you want to watch. If you're currently just listening on the radio, it's another way to tune in. Also, you can join in on the chat when it comes to Facebook. Usually we've got several people arguing amongst themselves about some of our picks if you want to join in. Uh, Head to our Facebook if you search Picks and Parlays. We're pretty easy to find if you want to get to us that way. We've got a great show lined up on this Thursday. We are talking NFL preseason football. It's finally here. We've got a full slate of games this weekend that we're going to dive into. uh, Some of the picks for those. Plus, college football opening weekend is right around the corner. We're talking Arizona and Hawaii And Wisconsin at South Florida. South Florida usually has some upsets in their blood. They're usually a pretty solid team, but they're going to have to stop the run. And Wisconsin and Jonathan Taylor, man, has he been impressive uh, for the Badgers the past two seasons, over 4,000 yards of rushing. That's incredible. Uh, I think he broke the NCAA record for the the most rush yards in two seasons for a freshman in a sophomore year so pretty incredible there uh, also preseason picks how do you bet preseason football how are you gonna not look like an idiot and lose a lot of money when you're betting preseason football because it is different than the regular season games we look at some of uh... the factors to consider maybe how aggressive some of the coaches are their coaching style uh... their preseason records in the past how these teams fared Uh, when it comes to these preseason matchups because some of these coaches don't take these games quite as seriously. We look at that. Uh, And also, you know what, some of the the depth, the backup quarterbacks, the offenses, uh, all fun things to look at and all things that can win you a lot of money. That, plus our daily baseball picks, it's all coming up on Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We're back after the break, talking college football.
3: famous actress
4: you must travel so much (gasps) what's the best site for hotel deals
3: um hilton.com
4: no 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 one
2: with crazy savings
4: hilton.com with their price match guarantee if you find a better rate they match it and take 25 percent off
2: no one with lots of options
4: hilton.com has 16 top
2: hotel brands hampton hilton garden inn waldorf astoria hilton.com you should totally do their commercials expect better expect hilton you're good
5: i
3: know thank you
1: applicable terms and conditions at hilton.com
2: When is a calculator more than a calculator? When it takes me from solving math problems
1: to exploring the
2: universe. Staples is your back to school destination. Find all the supplies and inspiration you need. Come in store this week for great deals under $1. Right now, Staples One Subject Notebooks are
5: just 25 cents each, and Staples Composition Books, two pocket poly folders, and 24-pack Crayola
2: crayons are just 50 cents each. Staples, back to school, and beyond. In store only, ends 831.19. Limit 30 on notebooks, folders, and crayons while supplies last. And we are back on Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline of Broadcasting Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. Tony T is with us to talk a little college football. It's right around the corner, opening weekend. Tony T, uh, what are you most excited about for college football? Start off with that. I always get right to the subject,
6: but let's hear about it. Oh. I'm all excited about uh, college football. The excitement, the number of games. There's, there's games that go around the clock from nine o'clock till like, ten o'clock at night. Sometimes even eleven with these offenses in the Pac-12 uh, with their high, with their good offenses, bad defenses. But uh, no, I'm just excited with the action. Uh, games midweek and and throughout the, throughout the Friday and Saturday nights.
2: Yeah, and speaking of Pac-12, let's start there. Pac-12 after dark is always exciting. Uh, but let's start with Arizona and Hawaii. Uh, wait, I, I assume Hawaii's – are they in the Pac-12? Am I going to sound stupid? I know Arizona is.
6: <laughs> yeah, uh, we're Hawaii. starting
2: off with Arizona and Hawaii. Uh, what's the opening line on this game?
6: only line here, it opened here, um, Arizona by 12. But it's come down now. Money on Hawaii. Hawaii we see Arizona favored by 11. And of course, Hawaii a Mountain West team. You might think they're in the Pac-12 because Hawaii plays a lot of Pac-12 teams in the non-conference. And uh, the total here is high at 70, so the odds maker thinks there's going to be 70. a lot of points. Scored. Wow! Yeah, 70 points is a lot here in week in week number one. Of course, I believe well, I'm going to take Hawaii here plus the points plus the 11. They're a live dog in this one. they were a bull team last year, finished at eight and six. Now, Chelsea, they're an experienced team. They have uh, nine starters back on offense nine to the defense. They did pick up some notable home wins last year against Navy. Then they went on the road and beat a pretty good San Diego State team, 31 to 30. They were 17-point underdogs in that game, get the straight-up win. And, of course, uh, you know, a little trend here as a home underdog, they've covered two straight in week one games against Pac-12 opponents, and that's where they're at in this spot here as a dog. And I like their head coach, Nick Rolovich, former quarterback for Hawaii, who's really turned around this program. He put in the run-and-shoot offense last year to great success, got a two-year extension to his contract. And, of course, he's been in the program a long time. Chelsea, he's been assistant way back since 2008 season.
2: And Arizona has Khalil Tate returning. That should be a big addition for them because he was a super prospect.
6: Yes, he was. He is a very, very good prospect. The only issue I have with Tate is he likes to run the football and he gets banged up. He's missed a lot of time at the quarterback position, and uh, they do have some skill position players there offensively. But really, what turned me off here on the Arizona Wildcats really has been the play of their defense. Uh, they've been a bad defensive team for several seasons, giving up 432 yards or greater the past seven seasons. Uh, they have lost ten of their past eleven games on the road, only win coming at a bad Oregon State team. You know, head coach Kevin Sumlin enters his second season only, with seven starters back on offense. A to the defense. Another no, thing to note here, the game will be played here on field turf uh, where the Wildcats have failed to cover eight of their past nine on that fast playing service. You know, always been critical of this of this Arizona team because of their, their, their poor defensive play. They, they're not a very good tackling team. Uh, last year, they allowed nearly 64 percent completion rate to their opponent.
2: So that explains the, the high total number of 70, I would assume. Do you like that as something to take?
6: You know, I was kind of thinking about that total there. Uh, you know, it's 70. I, I think it's going to be a high, uh, one of those high-scoring games, and I would I would definitely lean that way. Uh, we look here at the Hawaii offense. It's something to note here. Uh, we've got Cole, Cole McDonald, the junior quarterback, returning. He completed 59% of his passes for nearly 3,900 yards, 36 touchdowns. You know, he became the starter uh, last year, and you know, they put him in, in that run-and-shoot offense, and he played very well because he transitioned as a running-style quarterback. And look at this. Late in the season, Chelsea, McDonald threw for 331 yards against Utah State, then 452 yards in that upset win against San Diego State.
2: It just stands out to me, that number of 70, just because usually early in the season – it's the offenses that have to keep up with the defenses. It's still, uh, it's usually the offenses still learning some things, still working out the kinks. Whether, uh, whereas defense is more reactionary. Uh, I know you said there's some continuity when it comes to Hawaii, their quarterback returning. Uh, do you see that being a factor? Is something maybe the offenses shaking off a little rust?
6: Yes, I think so. That as well, also their style of play, run and shoot. A lot of short passes there. Everyone's involved in the offense. Also, too. One thing I really like is the fact that Hawaii has all five of their starting offensive linemen returning. That's really key in this one.
2: And also travel. It's at Hawaii, correct? Yes, it is. Do you think that plays a factor uh, for Arizona? I know they get a few extra days uh, when it comes to prep and uh, practice from the NCAA, but it's still a long trip. Do you see that uh, playing a factor for Arizona?
6: Well, you know, overall, their road performance has just been terrible. I mean, you look at their, their numbers, they've lost 10 of their past 11 straight up on the road, and that only win coming against a really bad Oregon State team. Uh, their past defense was just really poor. I mean, when you allow a 64% completion rate and you're a poor tackling team, it just does not, it's just not a good, good uh, angle here for this team, especially facing an experienced Hawaii team. will be fired up. They'll be fired up for this team. I think the fans will come out and make noise. It's on CBS Sports Network, so it'll be, it'll be nationally televised. So I really believe here Hawaii is the live underdog in this one.
2: So you're taking Hawaii just straight, or straight up?
6: Plus 11. Take the points.
2: Plus 11. Okay, let's move on to Wisconsin at South Florida. Uh, we were just talking about this before the break. It's at South Florida, uh, which was a surprise to me, uh, just because I know the Bulls aren't in as big of a division. They're not in a, a Power Five conference. But they've been a good team as of late. I believe they've had uh, several big wins in the past. They get some good recruits. Florida obviously has a hotbed of recruiting talent when it comes to football. Uh, but Wisconsin, they've got a, a solid run game and Jonathan Taylor, over 4,000 yards of rushing in the past two seasons. How do you see this one lining up?
6: All right. This will be a Friday night game, August 30th, p.m. Eastern Tart in South Florida in the Miami area. So, um, uh, We've got the odds here with uh, Wisconsin favored by 10 and a half in this one. And we're going to take the points here with uh, South Florida plus the 10 and a half. We're going to stay away from the total, which is 57 and a half. Uh, USF one experience offense returning nine starters to a bowl team from last year. They were they effectively moved the football for 438 yards. Uh, they returned their senior quarterback in Blake Barnett and have that senior running back return in Jordan Cronkite. And I'll tell you, a Cronkite's a pretty good running back, uh, 1100, 1100 yards last year. 6.1 yards a carry. His backup, Johnny Ford, in his freshman campaign, nearly seven yards a carry rushing for 790 yards. And, of course, uh, Barnett completed 61% of his throws, 2,700 yards. So uh, this is a pretty solid offensive team here, Chelsea, uh, with, with South Florida. They also have experience on the offensive line. Four of their five linemen are back.
2: It almost seems like two different styles of, of teams when it comes to South Florida uh, like I mentioned, that, that Florida recruiting base, it's a lot of speed at skill positions, whereas Wisconsin traditionally is known uh, for kind of a ground-and-pound offense with a uh, big offensive lineman and good a good run game. How do you see that uh, being a factor when it comes to this matchup?
6: Yeah, I look at that really with Taylor. You have to really respect Wisconsin's offense. But then again, when you when you peel a little bit the layers there, you find out that this is not an experienced Wisconsin offense. Uh, they don't even know who the starting quarterback is going to be. It could be either freshman Graham Mertz. It could be Jack Cohn. Now Cohen, during his sophomore cam- campaign saw work because Hornibank was dealing with concussion issues, but he really wasn't much of a downfield quarterback. He, his average pass per attempt was just for 5.5 yards, five touchdowns, three interceptions. Taylor is going to run behind an inexperienced offensive line, only one starter back. This is a road game in Miami dealing with that, you know, with that muggy weather. You know what it's like out there. Uh, you got that Midwest team traveling into a location like that. you got to worry about their stamina. Can they hold up in this spot against a team that's used to it, it was speed in South Florida?
2: I believe South Florida is closer to Tampa. I think Tampa. The, the name is actually a misnomer. Uh, this is just something I know because I lived in Florida. Uh, and I don't know why they call it South Florida, but it's still going to be hot and muggy. I think that still uh, stands for sure. Uh, so who are you taking this one one more time?
6: We're going to take the, the points here with uh, South Florida plus ten and a half. Also, what really worried me a little bit about this Badgers uh, team is their defense. A lot of uh, low career, career, I should say, season low numbers the past seven years, allowing four point four yards a carry on the ground, one hundred fifty five yards uh, per uh, in rushing yards a game, giving up over twenty two points a contest. The dif- the numbers on the road were a little, were a little poor, and so I, I really believe here that uh, that Wisconsin's going the opposite direction.
2: All right, those are our college football picks USF plus 10 and a half and Hawaii. We are taking them over Arizona. We're back after the break with NFL preseason picks on Picks and Parlays Radio.
1: That's 800-223-0992. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline Travel Hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. be published. Travel experts are here 24 7 to help. 800 754 4531. 800 754 4531. 800 754 4531. That's 800 754 4531.
0: Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car.
2: And we are back here on Picks and Parlays Radio. Here on the Sports Byline of Broadcast Network, I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is just my name, at Chelsea Messenger. Also, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We're streaming live, and we also appreciate your feedback. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're very easy to find. Usually, the first thing that pops up. Very easy to find. Like I said. All right, let's get to it. Preseason football is upon us. NFL football is back, at least in the preseason since. Joe D'Amico is here with us today, our matching
4: pink. We look good together. <laughs> we're the best team since Donnie and Marie, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a little before my time, but I still understand the reference. Uh, all right, so it's preseason football, but it's, you know, it's still football, and we're still excited about it. Uh, tonight, let's start with the Bills and the Colts. The Colts, I know, have a lot of preseason hype surrounding them. Uh, to win the afc possibly uh andrew luck has been hitting his stride as of late they've got a good young offensive line they've got a lot of talent what do you see in this one
4: well it's an interesting matchup especially for a preseason game there's high hopes for the colts this season you know they're slated to win 10 games guys and reports are that they are much improved on both sides of the field uh buffalo fans uh i know you guys are loyal this is not a very good team at all, sharing the division. <laughs> and then, what makes it even worse, Chelsea listeners, is that they share the division with AFC East perennial champs, the New England Patriots. That's but, the
2: problem with all the teams in that division. This they're, is true. This
4: is true. But I, I mean, you take the other three teams combined, Chelsea, and they can't. They're not going to be able to compete with the, with the Patriots. And it's I horrible you. knowing that going into the season. But you know you got the Dolphins, you got you got you got the Bills, you got the Jets. Each one of these three AFC East teams, they have very loyal fans, and right. particularly the Bills. I mean, you ever mm-hmm. you ever watch a, a Bills game? These 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 people. I mean, they're known as the best tailgaters in the country. Right. Uh, but Bills fans, they're not a very good team. But I do think that the Bills themselves are going to come out of the gate here with a solid performance. I think that they need to boost their confidence and give their loyal fans a glimmer of hope. I don't expect you're going to see any of the Colts' key players. Uh, See too much, if any, action in this matchup. Now, despite the fact that they were three and one straight up and four and zero against the spread in the uh, preseason last year, I like Buffalo. They're getting two and a half here, and I like Buffalo to come out of the gates, get, give themselves a little confidence. But I think that they'll get a win here for their fans and try to give uh, this season a little bl- glimmer of hope. Getting two and a half here. If this line does move to three, I would say definitely pull the trigger on it.
2: All right. So let's move on to. Friday's games because we talked about today's games yesterday. If you want to visit <laughs> our YouTube or our Facebook or our Twitter, we've got all those games posted. So let's move on to the Bucks and the Steelers. Uh, I believe Blaine Gabbert is the backup for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Not great because I'm a Titans fan <laughs> and I watched him do terrible in the AFC uh, one of the playoff games against the Colts, he could barely make a completion. So I don't have a whole lot of faith in Blaine Gabbert for the Bucks scoring points against the Steelers.
4: I think it's going to be a tough situation for the Bucks this year. Um, this, this game in particular, sports fans... Uh, there's a lot of pride within the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, the team, and especially their fan base. And despite the fact that they certainly aren't the same team that we've got accustomed to watching over the last 15 or so years, Pittsburgh is still 9-1 to to win the AFC championship. Big Ben, let's face it, he's getting older by the day, uh, let alone the year, and, and he is injury prone. But as long as he's on the field, this team has got a chance. Uh, very but tough He's not going to
2: be on the field probably for uh, very uh, long. Just on
4: the sidelines. Well, you know, <laughs> just on the sidelines. I don't mean that as far as playing on the field. Right. On the sidelines, you know. Gotcha. Um, under his tutelage, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big Steelers fan. I'm not a big, big fan of Big Ben, but I think under his tutelage, whoever's on the field, you know, he does take a lot of participation on the field in preseason for whoever is calling the plays. Um, I, you know, this is a this is a, still a tough team. Pittsburgh's still a tough team. Tampa Bay sports fans. They are picked to finish dead last in the. FC South and I what I think is really tough for a team' who's, who does not have a bright future this football season they have to start this football campaign against the Pittsburgh team that went six and two both straight up and against the spread the last two exhibition seasons in Heinz Field. Remember, it changes things. Very, very big situation when you're playing in Heinz Field. Guys, I'm taking the Steelers here. It's two and a half points under a field goal. I think it's a gift. Even though I'm not a big Steelers fan, I think they'll get you the money, the money here Friday night.
2: I also like some of the backups for the Steelers. Josh Dobbs, uh, a backup quarterback, and he played at the University of Tennessee where he ah. didn't have a whole lot of talent around him, but he, he did all right. Uh, and also Benny Snell who was uh, that running back at Kentucky, who put up incredible numbers despite playing against all these tough SEC defenses. So I'm really excited to see Benny Snell maybe get some reps for the Steelers. Also something I like looking at is how aggressive the head coaches are when it comes to these preseason games. Uh, Bruce Arians for Tampa, Mm -hmm. no risk it, no biscuit, is kind of his (laughs) quote. Uh, So I expect to see some aggressive play calling here. Maybe that plays a factor. You know,
4: Chelsea, you hit something. You're a nail on the head here. You know, looking at the preseason, you can't look at it the same way you do the regular season sports fans. And you you just hit something that I look for when I'm play, betting preseason. A lot of people bet preseason. Why? Because it's the first chance they've had, uh, the first opportunity they've had to bet football in six months. And they're literally <laughs> looking to make a play. And itching for it. But there are, <laughs> Chelsea, there are hidden gems in preseason. Just got to be disciplined. One thing I do for our coaching tendencies, some coaches Some coaches, some new hires, they've got to come out of the gate make a big splash, and justify their big new contracts. Then you can look at some some existing coaches. Some guys really do try in the preseason, and some do not. Listen, I know last year, New England Patriots, I believe they, they were 3-1 and one in the preseason, but over his tenure as the New England Patriots head coach, Bill Belichick has had quite a few 0-4 and 1-3 and and preseasons. Look at tendencies on coaches. I'm going to tell you something else, Justin, that I find very interesting. Very unorthodox way to look at betting, but in the preseason, being unorthodox is just what it takes to make money, Guys, season ticket sales. There are some teams we know are not going to make the playoffs, and their fans know it too. Look at season ticket sales. The the front office lights a fire under the head coach. The head coach lights a fire under the team, and they need to make a good showing or at least an exciting showing for their fans so they can increase individual game sales and season ticket sales. I know it's a weird way to to look at betting, but looking at preseason, is not the same as looking at the regular season.
2: That would definitely apply when it comes to the Steelers and Bucks. I would say, even though I think the Steelers have pretty uh, aggressive and loyal fans, I oh, don't absolutely. think the preseason will probably factor into that too much. But if it was, if it was in Tampa for the Bucks, that would be a factor mm-hmm. because it seems like when I was going to Bucks games when I was covering sports in Florida, it would be the opposing team fans
4: sure. that would come. Sure. To no, the I games. understand. I understand. And we see that, and unfortunately, you see that with some of these. Teams that aren't as successful, right? Uh, you know, uh, and their fans know it. Their fans know it. I mean, uh, right here, I was at a UNLV game, and I'm a big. I love living in Las Vegas. My home, I love it here. Uh, we were at a UNLV Kansas game a year or so ago, and there was more blue shirts I'm talking about a basketball game. There were more blue shirts oh. than red shirts. That certainly affects the play on the field as well.
2: Well, Kansas is a blue blood basketball oh, yes. team, so I get that. If it was football, that would be another story. Uh, something else to look for in the Bucks Steelers game. Uh, their total, 44, over 44 points in three of four games mm-hmm. uh, last preseason, the Bucks, Obviously, Blaine Gabbert, as you heard, I don't have a whole lot of faith in him slinging the rock. But that's also something you can look for is,
4: is the totals in some of these preseason games of four. Sure. I could definitely see that point of view. Uh, me in this game, I mean, if I had to play it, I'd definitely play the side, but I could see your point of view on this. Uh, and I'll tell you what, man, I, I, if I had to play the total, I would agree with you there.
2: All right, so who are you taking in this one?
4: I am definitely taking the Steelers.
2: Taking the Steelers over the Bucks, and that is a Friday game. Uh, Let's move right along to the Vikings and the Saints. Uh, This game, two teams. There were three and one in the preseason last year. Uh, other things to consider when betting in this Vikings-Saints game?
4: You know, it's an interesting matchup. Both teams are, are, are I mean, both will make the ball. Barring a major injury or a miracle, both teams are going to make the postseason. Minnesota is a good team. Sports fans, New Orleans is a great team. If this was the regular season, I expect the Saints to win this matchup. But this is not just a preseason game. This is week one of preseason. Week right. one and week four, Chelsea, we totally see different. some different things. We right. see, obviously, starter regular season starters don't normally play too much in week one and week four Um, so week two and three is where they get sandwiched in they they get their playing time their experience to get in game shape for the regular season. But this is week one, and, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think you're going to see too much, if any, action by uh, some of either side's biggest names. But both, as you mentioned, put forth effort in August. They both went 3-1 last August. And if you look at both teams' depth charts, this is another thing when you look at a preseason. Obviously, starting quarterbacks, starting running backs, some big money uh, guys that they just signed, defensive players, safeties, cornerbacks, uh, you know, they don't get a lot of playing time. Look at their depth charts. Look at the number two and number three guys Mm -hmm. at the quarterback and running back slots. Because a lot of these teams have not decided, the coaches have not decided who the number two and number three guy is yet. So there are some, there is, a lot of these, both of these teams have good number twos and number threes looking to make those slots. So I look at that, and I thought picking a side in this this specific matchup was very difficult. But I will tell you this, I think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. I see a total of 37. And if I play this game,
2: I go over. All right. Uh, something you mentioned uh, about the quarterback battle. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when there's a quarterback battle, it's a good idea maybe to take that team because they're going to be competing. They're uh, taking meaningful snaps. That's something I looked at when um, we were talking about the Dolphins game uh, mm-hmm. with Josh Rosen and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh Did you have any other games that you looked at that you saw something that stood out, kind of like that to you?
4: You know, I I look. I'm more of a a quality and not quantity guy. I said it before. I'll say it again. I'd rather have one wife like Heidi Klum than a hundred like Rosie (laughs) O'Donnell. I looked to bet a little bit more on on less games. I know there are some guys out there in the business, handicappers, analysts, whatever. Uh, that like to bet a lot of games, and if it works for them, more power to them. For me personally, I like less games. So if I just have two or three games on a college football Saturday or one or two or three games on an NFL Sunday, listen, if I have a good day, great. If I have a bad day, I'm only 24 hours away from being back in the plus column. Whereas if some of these guys that bet 10, 12 games in a day go 2-10, and they're they're a couple weeks away from getting back in the plus column. I'm less is more.
2: All right, always some good stuff from Joe. We're back after the break talking baseball and also recapping all of our picks in the next segment. Stay with us. Hey, I'm Hall of
0: Fame catcher Johnny Bench. I used to hit dingers and throw lasers when I was a Major League Baseball player. Now I do yard work, raise my boys, and get the occasional 18 holes in, but I still have to deal with that Hall of Fame pain. I use Blue Emu pain relief products. The Blue Emu Maximum Arthritis or Continuous Spray are easy to use. I just spray or rub it on. No stinging or burning. Blue Emu. It works fast and you won't stink. Available at nationwide retailers. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab Placement.
1: Eight hundred four zero three five nine one two, eight hundred four zero three five nine one two.
0: that's eight hundred four zero three fifty nine twelve. at indeed we believe a resume is a great way to see an overview of a candidate but you're not hiring a resume you're hiring a person that's why indeed offers tools that help bridge the gap between a candidate and the resume like skill tests which let you actually see a candidate's abilities in action to make sure they're a good fit for the job see beyond the resume with indeed experience indeed for yourself today and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting at indeed.com promo terms and conditions apply
2: And we are back on a busy day of sports talk here on Picks and Parlay's radio here on the Sports Byline at Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. Let's talk some baseball. I know football is all people want to talk about sometimes, but you know what? You can still win a lot of money and daily on baseball. We've got Joe Duffy to talk baseball. Joe, how are you?
5: I'm doing great, Chelsea. I'm a little bit upset you made me mad when you had to rub it in that Donnie and Marie were way before your time. I already feel old enough, and then you had to say that.
2: <laughs> I feel like you bring up your age every time we talk because last time I you know. had to specify that you weren't around in the 1800s, and we believe you. I don't think you look that old, just oh, thank say you. something.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Well, they they give me the senior citizens discount that the public's even that that I'm not a senior citizen, but now we're going to have some fun. You're right. Baseball, still tons of money to be made in baseball. I love preseason football and I'm excited about, of course, uh, college football starting on the 24th. I guess it is just a couple weeks, but tons of money still be made in baseball this year.
2: All right. So speaking of money, let's start with the Cubs and Reds. It's Cole Hamels, I believe, making his second start. Uh, for the Cubs since coming back from the injured list, the IL, uh, against Alex Wood of the Reds. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, Cole Hamels,
5: you know, obviously injuries aside, he's really found that fountain of youth. What a year he's having, 1.18 whip, and uh, it's 1.23 in his last three. He has been slightly worse on the road and slightly worse at night, but not really that much of a difference when it comes to the splits, and that's something that you certainly expect from a guy who's Likely a future Hall of Famer where he's not affected by where he pitches. Of course, as we know, you know, he's pitched in the playoffs, pitched in the World Series. So he's a KG veteran. I don't think he's going to be affected at all by the fact he's pitching on the road. Cubs, a solid 12-6 and six when he starts. Alex Wood, he's got uh, two starts, but he's pitched pretty well, 1.15 uh, whip in those starts. And the Reds did win both of those. So y- you do have a-, a proven pitcher, but somebody who might be on a pitch count than Alex Wood. You know, we'll see about him. So both of these teams could go into the uh, bullpen fairly early tonight.
2: It's crazy to me that age is almost helpful to pitchers these days. We see guys like Justin Verlander, uh, who's 35, I believe, uh, 34, 35 years old, and he's actually hitting his stride. So it seems like when it comes to pitching, sometimes experience really helps. And I think these guys have learned to pitch as opposed to just throw. I know that's a, a term a lot of people like to use in the scouting world as mm-hmm. being a pitcher as opposed to a thrower mm-hmm. and having some strategy behind uh, some of your pitches. I know they don't call their own pitches. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it, Cole, Cole Hamels seems like one of those guys.
5: Yeah. Proverbial KG veteran. Um, you know, like you at this level, it's really tough to consistently overpower guys. So you're going to right. lose a little bit off of your fastball. But guys, that can definitely mix it up and paint those corners. Look, you're sitting in Las Vegas right now. I'm in Atlanta guy by the name of uh, Greg Maddox, who is right. from Las Vegas, but pitch at the end of his career. He was a perfect guy. He didn't necessarily he wasn't the most impressive guy when it came to the jugs gun, but he could paint the corners as well as anybody. And even another guy here in Atlanta, John Smoltz, he'll tell you that when he stopped trying to overpower guys is when he became a better pitcher. People forget Smoltz in his early years was kind of an underachiever. And then all of a sudden it started clicking. And it's when he decided to be a little bit more of a finesse pitcher. So you're right. You know, Cole Hamels, Very likable guy, grew up as a Phillies fan, still am, so it's nice to see him doing well. But Hamels is a guy that I would definitely love to have in big games as we're approaching the home stretch.
2: I will say John Lester just got roughed up uh, recently. I think he gave up seven or eight runs, Mm -hmm. which is obviously not characteristic of him. But um, I know baseball, anything can happen day to day. What are other factors you'd look at when it comes to this Cubs-Reds game? Yeah, and and
5: Lester's been a little bit streaky over the past couple of years. The, the Cubs, they're um, forty-five and fifty-six since last year on the road. That's minus seventeen point six eight units and a minus fourteen point six ROI. The Reds, they're ten and four lately, and they've been really impressive. Chelsea on the run line at eleven and three. The latter on the run line, that's a stunning forty-five point eight return on investment over the last fourteen games. Cubs have actually gone under 16-10-3 on the road, even though, admittedly, uh, I do think these teams could go to their bullpen early. Still, I think some of the factors point uh, towards the under, and only because I'm not really a, a big five-inning guy, I can understand how those people who like to bet the first five innings might be more tempted to bet the first five innings under. But since I, I've always been, you know, my bread and butter's always been full games, um, I would say my official pick will be the under, a nine and a half. But for those of you who like five inning bets, I'd be very tempted to bet the first five innings under as well.
2: So you like the first five under almost no, as no, well? No.
5: I'm, yes, I do. I do. I do. But my official pick will be the game under. But like I said, I'm just, I'm just a full game better. Always right. have been. I go back. Here's why I got to talk about my age. I go back to when you couldn't bet, you know, five innings and, and whatnot with the local guys. So that's just, you know, really the, the way I've been doing it all along. But I I could probably uh, be talked into saying that the first five innings under is an even better bet.
2: All right, so let's move on to Phillies and Giants. It's Aaron Nola going against Madison Bumgarner, who was not traded, who some people are uh, kind of poking fun at the Giants now because they've hit a a skid mark, (laughs) a rough patch as of late since they haven't traded, uh, since they haven't been uh, sellers at the trade deadline. Uh, what are your thoughts on Philly's Giants?
5: Yeah, and look, you know, and, and Bumgarner might come out of it a little bit better. Look, no, not that his mental toughness should ever be questioned. He's one of the greatest right. game pitchers ever. So I don't think that was something that bothered him. But, you know, he can maybe relax a little bit more. Uh, look, Nola, he kind of got off to a little bit of a shaky start this year, but he's been sensational finally as of late. 10-2 and two on the year. The Phillies are 16-8 and eight in his starts. He's allowed one earned run or less than seven of his last nine. So just want to... You know, at the early in the year, looked like uh, this might not be his year. It certainly has been a .97 WHIP ERA in his last three. He is both worse on the road and at night. But you know, again, he you know he's been around dominant for a few years. I'm not totally worried about any splits. Uh, Phillies have gone over 15 and eight with him. And look, as, as we said, Madison Baum, Baumgartner, one of the best in the game. You know, these are two of the best uh, pitchers. In the uh, game here, but Bumgarner two at uh, ninety-seven on base percentage against, even better at home, two seventy at home. Now he's been roughed up a little bit more at night, three twenty on base percentage against is kind of uh, mortal. Uh, the Giants have gone over fourteen and seven with Bumgarner
2: I just saw in our comments that somebody said, I think it was Brian Bittler, that the Giants are like the Titanic.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. They they could have gotten look is still going to have uh, value in the off season, so maybe they'll have the the last laugh. But yeah, everybody, every so-called expert did not expect him to be on the uh, Giants at this point.
2: And another comment was say was saying, did Chelsea say skid mark? Yes, I did. Yes,
5: I know. <laughs> well, now here's where I got. I've, I've got a twelve year old sense of humor, so there's where I can pretend that I'm young. And I heard I heard you giggling. I heard you giggling a little bit. Didn't want well, to bring I attention mean, to. I it.
2: Me.
6: They
2: have a skin mark, I suppose.
5: Yeah, like I said, it's I'm. It's unexpected, a and you
2: don't want it to be there, but you got to deal with it anyway. <laughs>
5: yeah. there you go. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. There's there's a lot of bad uh, puns and bad follow-ups going on in in my head, but uh, you know. We'll stick to Who baseball,
2: knows? I suppose, <laughs> even though. Yes. Uh, funny story. Yeah. There's a Cubs player who's playing for the Cubs right now. The first time I met him. He said, "You're not a real baseball player if you haven't pooped your pants during a baseball game." That's a true story. I had,
5: yeah, I hadn't <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to say a his name, has, but yeah.
4: well, that actually I, happened. Uh, That's
2: crazy. It's a problem between baseball players. A lot of players yeah. in the outfield have had some skid marks on their pants. Fun fact.
4: <laughs> I,
5: I've had a. i had ai know a guy who played at Akron. He's still in the industry. I won't say his name, and he said he's done it a couple times on the field so 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 there you go i don't want to you know brown nose you by uh you know trying to one-up you with the stories but no i've had a guy who played at akron and works in this industry who has told me the, the same uh, crap on himself
2: well this segment has turned to crap <laughs> like,
5: we rear-ended it's rear-ended it's crap <laughs> yes
2: so who are you taking in the phillies <laughs> giants game
5: i am going to go with the phillies as the slate favorite simply because they're, they're the better team it's a good pitching matchup they are the good team they're starting to finally turn it around a little bit in a small number phillies minus 115 for the full game
2: right and the phillies are actually in the hunt for the wild card spot as well so a little momentum needed for the phillies let's move on to cleveland and minnesota speaking of of division races, Minnesota and Cleveland, they are almost neck and neck for that division title. Uh, I believe Cleveland is just two games back. So this is a meaningful series. It is a meaningful
5: series. And that's one of the things that I, and and I've analyzed it in sports from a standpoint, all sports, the quote unquote team that needs it the most, that's not a handicapping angle. I can tell you that. So I, I truthfully, even in September, I'll pay a little bit less attention to the standings because I even have some stuff in my program that will tell you to actually go with the inferior team, the team that, quote, unquote, needs it less, especially when it comes to value, since that's what baseball is about. But, yes, from a baseball standpoint, this is an exciting game.
2: It's almost like uh, the Diamondbacks. Uh, They were sellers it seemed like, but they're winning a lot of ball games. And if you're betting against the Dimebacks just because they were sellers and they didn't make any huge moves, you'd be losing a lot of money.
5: Right. And, and you got to realize that some of these guys are playing, you know, for their careers, they're playing for major right. league baseball spots and it's a chance to be a spoiler. It's a cliche, but there's a lot of truth to It is kind of their own personal playoff game when they have a chance to be a spoiler, especially at home. And you don't get to this level by tanking, by, by, you know, just quitting now in the NFL, because it's such a physical sport. I do think that can become a factor in week 16 and week 17, but we're talking baseball here. No, uh, in baseball, I don't think you're going to find guys that are packing it in. They're playing, you know, they're playing for contracts. They're playing for spots for next year.
2: Right. Minnesota has been a team that hits a lot, a lot, a lot, of home runs they've been one of the best power hitting teams in all of baseball in fact I believe they're on pace to break the Yankees record of single season home runs for the team in one year so it's crazy how many home runs they've hit how do you take that into account when you're looking at this game Uh, I know Cleveland has a good pitching staff but still you can't avoid uh, talking about home runs here
5: yeah they're a great power team look as far as the whole Historical stuff. We know that the ball is a little juice this year. So right. as far as them being one of the all-time greats, they, they may or may not be. But yeah, they, they're a great hitting team. They're going up against Clevenger who's has a 276 on base percentage against, but he's even more vulnerable at night, 309 and 321 on the road. So he he can be had um on the road, although Gibson's got a pretty generous uh, 307 on base percentage, 1.25 whip. Twins are 15 and 7 in his starts because like you said, they score a lot of runs. Uh, but his numbers are better at home, 277 on base percentage at home and a 1.08 whip. So he's got he does have some pretty good splits.
2: So who are you taking in this one? one
5: minute. I am going to go here with, uh, you know, Cleveland, though, still some some pretty good value at minus uh, 105. You know, the twins have been playing very well lately, but but the Cleveland Indians are 11 and two on the road. So I'm going to go with the the very hot team, Cleveland, and at good value.
2: All right, we're taking Cleveland. And who are we taking in the Phillies-Giants game? We got derailed.
5: Yes, um, we, we did, I guess. It's, it is going to be the Phillies.
2: Phillies. And then our first pick was taking the under in the Cubs-Reds game. As always, great to have you, Joe. And next time, I promise not to mention toilet humor quite as much. <laughs> I,
5: I, I'd actually rather you would. I'd rather you would. I got a lot of bad puns.
2: Fair enough. We're back after the break recapping all of our picks from today's show on Picks and Parlays.
1: We paid less
4: for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago.
2: And we are back on Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. Sometimes I have a 12 year old sense of humor, as you heard in the last segment. Uh, but let's talk about our picks for the day. If you weren't paying attention or if you just want them recapped, we've got them wrapped up in a nice little bow. Let's start with our college football picks. It's week one, and Tony T. Is taking Hawaii plus eleven. Is that correct? I guess so. Uh, he's taking Hawaii in that one, uh, and then Wisconsin at South Florida. He's taking South Florida plus ten and a half on week one of college football, and then Joe D'Amico his Friday NFL games: Tampa Bay at at Philadelphia or excuse me, Pittsburgh. Excuse me. Uh, he's taking the Steelers minus two and a half. Vikings at Saints, he's taking the over to hit more than 37 points in the total. Joe Duffy joined us to talk about some baseball Cubs Reds. He is taking the under nine and a half runs for the Cubs. Phillies Giants, he's taking Philadelphia minus 115. And then Cleveland and Minnesota, that big division matchup. He's taking Cleveland at minus 105. We've also got a great deal for you guys when it comes to preseason football. We have our expert picks available. It's $149. If you wanna pick an expert, it's $149 for all of their picks for preseason football. Uh, obviously you gotta get going on that because the preseason is starting tonight. So if you want to take full advantage, head to our website, picksandparlays.net, for that promo. And as always, we are here every weekday. 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern, here on Picks and Parlays Radio, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. We are back tomorrow talking football, baseball, everything you can think of back tomorrow. Join us on Picks and Parlays.